And you know what's <laughs> funny about this movie? Is I was so wrapped up watching the dinosaurs that I genuinely forgot that an asteroid has to happen. And I was thinking like, oh, cool, we're going to get to watch the dinosaurs evolve into other things. And then the asteroid starts coming, and I'm like, oh, no. And we are like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello, and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah, and this is the world's only March Madness-style Brad Pitt-themed podcast, where we are pitting every one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. Uh, it's not a spoiler-free podcast, so if you are worried about being spoiled for either of these films, take a step back, draw yourself a nice bath, relax, uh, watch them and then come on back six hours later. Six hours later, fresh as a daisy. We'll a little, here. a little pruny. Very pruny. <laughs> Very. You're like, wow, this is what I'm gonna look like when I'm old. <gasps> oh no. Uh, but you'll have seen two movies. So. Yeah, you'll be wiser like for it, but maybe not better. You'll know more stuff than you do now, but like, it won't necessarily help It'd be you. Pull at all, uh, unless you never read the Iliad. <laughs> In which case you'll... Yeah, then you'll be a little more educated. Be a little more You'll cultured. have an eighth grade middle school oh, education. Awesome. This week, we are talking about Tree of Life and... Troy. Da, da, da. Everybody's favorite movies. Yeah. Um, this was an accident that we put two three-hour movies in the same bracket. Not super happy about it, but we did it. We did it. We, we're, we're stronger for it. Yeah, and now we don't have to watch another three-hour long movie for... For like a while. Yeah. So, so I have to watch one of these ones again. I feel free. I feel lighter. I feel better. Yeah. I feel, I definitely, I feel like a weight has been lifted. Oh, absolutely. I guess, should we just dive right in? Yeah. I feel like we should just dive right in. Let's talk about it. Uh, we won't make you sit here for three hours. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a highlight reel. <laughs> should we start with Tree of Life? Yeah. Let's start with Tree of Life. Okay. Do you want me to do the summary? I think you should. Okay. Uh, Tree of Life is a 2011 drama film by Terrence Malick. Uh, the Criterion Collection version is going to be an additional 50 minutes long. So if you're like, damn, that movie wasn't long enough. I really want four hours of what it's like to grow up in the 50s. Boy, have I got some news for you. Brad Pitt and Jessica Chastain are a married couple in, you guessed it, the 50s. Um, and they have children together. Um, and Jessica Chastain starts out, like, with this beautiful, poignant narration, and it's like, how do we, like, come to meet each other? How do we come to love? And then it turns out that... I'm getting shivers just you talking about it, because the beginning was so good. It's so good. Uh, turns out that their oldest son died in a war, question mark, but then it's like, why did the postman played by (laughs) the kid from Breaking Bad uh, drop off that letter? I don't know. But when you say the kid from Breaking Bad, the eyebrow kid, his son. Yeah. Oh, I looked. If it's not like, I'm sorry, RJ Mitty, but it looked like him. The eyebrow kid. Yeah. Breakfast. I was Breakfast like, boy. Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> I wish. Wow. Um. So they drop off a letter, and it turns out that their son is dead. And Jessica Chastain screams. And boy, does she do a good job she of it. She does so good. I'm like, damn. Give her an Oscar for that it's terrifying Jessica. howl. Brad Pitt gets the call and he's like, mm. 
hangs up the phone. It's sad. Um, and then we get a really, really, really solid IMO, in my humble opinion, a sequence of like the universe being made mm-hmm. and like life and empathy and mm-hmm. like humanity throughout time. And like, it's like straight up like nature documentary cosmos like no narration. Yeah, it's gorgeous. For probably what? Like 45 minutes yeah, or so. It's a like a long, long time. time. Uh and then they cut to Sean Penn. <laughs> and the magic is over. And you're like, I wonder if it'll be good again. Nope. Or is does Sean Penn, horrible monster of a human being, uh signal the end of of a good movie? Yep. He does. Uh so then we go back in time to the 50s and wow. Remember how nice it was to be a young white man in the 50s? Everybody just, remembers that, everyone right? Remember? remember? Like, we all had that experience. That experience of boyhood and, like, that freedom and running around and, like, our fathers never really loved us, but it was okay, sort of. And we got to blow up a lot of stuff. Because yeah. they sold explosives at the local hardware store. And uh, your mom, you know. There were no consequences. Ever. We living in a police state. So, like, does that... For a while, and then at the end, Sean Penn rides up an elevator onto a rooftop, and I'm like, oh, and then he like goes to like the sequence of like afterlife where he meets everybody who died beforehand, and like sees his brother again, mm-hmm. his mom, and they're like on this beautiful beach, and kind of like very, lost, like lost, or like Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it's like, oh, did he kill himself? Like that would be an interesting twist, and then nope. He's just touching some grass down down on the street. Just thinking about just stuff. Just thinking about things and life and stuff. And then the movie's over. Did we learn anything? I learned how great it was to be a white man in the 50s. I did too. Even though our dads never really loved us. But... Okay. I... Whenever anybody asks me how I felt about this movie, I just keep saying to them, like, I do not care enough about masculinity and the way this movie wants me to, mm-hmm. to have liked it. And it's like, if you're gonna make a movie that starts out so strongly, like, about motherhood. Yeah. And, like, what it's like to, like, before I met you, I loved you, like, universality. We're all coming from, like, this incredible mm-hmm. blink of a moment, meeting each other through all of this, like, mm-hmm. insane circumstances. I'm getting shivers again. It's crazy. It's so fucking cool. And then it's just, like, the 50s. Yeah. Sucked. You made the point that, like, once they made the mistake of trying to introduce a plot to this and, like, a linear narrative thing to this story that isn't really supposed to be told linearly, it's like if you're going to do something so weird and experimental, I don't know why you would then, after having done the experimental thing, decide to go back to being a regular movie. Right. It's like, pick one or the other, dude. Yeah. And it's like, it's so frustrating because it's like, and I think I said this to you too, but it's not like even like the plot part like comes to any sort of realization or growth. No. It's not like, oh, my parents were humans. It wasn't like, oh, like this is a flawed and chaotic universe and we're all just trying. Mm-hmm. It was just like, remember Deet? Wow. You remember when they sprayed all the kids with Deet and they danced in the spray like it was a sprinkler? I really loved the beginning and like you were talking about the focus on motherhood mm-hmm. and in particular there was this scene that was so powerful it made me weep. I'd never seen a movie do this. It was like after she'd had 
the baby, it was just like her first kid. There were all these shots of just like the baby on the mother's chest from her eyes. Like we mm-hmm. don't see her at all. We just see like baby as if it's laying on your chest, just looking you in the eyes and blinking and like probably like five minutes of this, just like no words. It just gave the sense of like the intimacy and the silence of just being mm-hmm. with a baby. Like mm-hmm. it was just the most like quiet, like that was so powerful that this movie did that because I felt like that tied in just like her loss. Yeah. And it it was like so I was just like, oh my God, I couldn't handle it. Like right. you really felt that loss. It was like this is like her child. And prior to that we'd gone through all of time. So yeah. it's like you go through all of time to have this thing. Right. Which is like the whole fucking point and like that's what's so interesting and that's what's so beautiful about the universe that was gorgeous and like i so appreciate that and i can't knock the movie that hard because i'm like i love when any kind like type of media tries to talk about like the intangible yeah and tries to go so big like that yeah because it's like like, damn we are all human and that's a huge crazy thing to grapple with and like thank you for trying and i think that's part of like like watching that sequence too is just like thinking so much of like that's what's so magic about cinema mm-hmm. and like movies in general. Like you can do stuff like that that you can't do. I don't think in any other medium of like something to that big of a scale. Like imagine seeing that like in theaters, like mm-hmm. on like a forty foot screen, giant baby, like giant, like the universe stuff and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like then those like shots of like the world and things like that, and just like the ability to like marry like this visual and this audio experience into like this very intimate personal thing is like incredible and it's like so specific Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about a a talk that I went to um with this director whose name is blanking on me right now um but he was talking about how cinema can act as church and, like, how we congregate in these, like, cathedrals and, like, watch this thing and then come away with, like, a spiritual experience, which is so much of what I think is missing in current cinema. Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't, you know, with, like, whatever. That's a whole other conversation. But, like, this movie could have been that, and it was that. Then you have to make it about white dudes. And then it's like, I don't care. In a shitty way. And, like, I liked Boyhood. I know we were talking about this. We both like Boyhood. Yeah. So it's like... How did you fuck up that bad? Like, I was willing to buy it. Everything up until then, I was like, yeah, this movie has flaws. Yeah, it's way too long. But, like, I dig it. Yeah. And then it just got so shitty. Right. And it's like, I don't understand how you can make it so much about... Like, you can make your movies be about women. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's... That's okay. Or, like, if you do make it about men, just be critiquing it. Just be looking at that experience in a way that's not just, like, so rose-colored glasses. And also so, like, I genuinely think that Terrence thinks that everybody else in the world is a man. Right. Like, there was such a sense of, like, this experience is universal and you should remember this. Right? And, like, especially I'm not a fucking baby boomer. Right. And, like, to put that film after this thing that is about universality of mm-hmm. experience like the whole we all came from the big bang yeah thing like, like we're walking we're dinosaurs you know love and family yeah. loss empathy 
like that I, I'm still thinking about that scene with the dinosaurs <laughs> and like how the dinosaur like almost killed, killed the, other the one, one yeah but then like had that moment of like humanity in this mm-hmm. animal like that's crazy that's so cool and then you just have to like assume that like your shitty white dude experience is universal it was like it went from being like this beautiful all-encompassing like gorgeous thing to just being so alienating yeah really like, alienating white man movies usually are. yeah i was watching it just being like am i supposed to like this because i don't it makes me uncomfortable and i'm just thinking about all the sins these guys are going on to commit being shitty unaware dudes right. like this is not ugh, and it's stupid. like in other white man movies i feel like you come into it knowing and it's like still shitty but like because culturally we have to suspend our disbelief so often and like Mm -hmm. white male is the default blah 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 whatever that horse shit is it's like easier but i feel like i was like bait and switched yeah i did too i feel like i I feel like i went into this being like oh cool this cool universal thing and then they were just like actually nope and that makes me feel like he himself got sidetracked making this movie. Like, he started out doing one thing, and then he was like, wait a minute, I just remembered how interested I am in, like, jacking off over my own memories. Right. Like, and then it became, just like, he. I feel like he needed somebody to come in and tell him Be no. Like, hey, Terrence, you're making like, two Hey, you're getting a little right distracted now. here, buddy. But, anyway. Should um, we go to the scorecards? Yeah, or, let's do oh, that. we should probably talk about Brad. Yeah, I was gonna say Brad's like, in it. He's a shitty fifties dad. Yeah, he's, he's got the father. Glasses. He does have glasses. <laughs> he's like overbearing father. The kids are scared of him. He becomes increasingly abusive. Um, he he's a military man, so he's probably in World War Two. Yeah, he's like does a lot of yelling at the kids. The kids side with the mom. They start fighting. Turn my own kids against me. You undermine everything I do. And then he transfers at his job and they don't see him anymore. Okay, are we ready? Yep. Okay. Swapping. Swapping the scorecards. <gasps> we have the same score! Yay! Oh my and god! The first time this has ever happened! It's the exact same score in all accounts. Not with only the accounts. same total score, but the same every category. Every category is exactly... That's insane. I'm so happy. Wow, I was worried. You, you scribbled some out, though. Yeah, I went back and forth. We, yeah, can, we can talk about this. You, first of all, called this tree of strife, <laughs> which is true. It's true. So we each gave it a three on commitment, mm-hmm. and that was the one that I waffled on a little bit, mm-hmm. because I do remember him, like... I felt like I remember some inconsistency in his character, mm-hmm. but at the same time, not enough to, like, knock him a point. Like, I feel right. like overall, this is a totally middle-of-the-road, like, yep, he's acting and he's uh, doing his job. Right. Like, this is, like, Brad showed up to work. He's not phoning it in, per se, but he's not, like, adding anything to it. Exactly. He's fine. Exactly. It's, I would rather watch this, a movie, another movie about this Brad than I would about, like... Sinbad. <laughs> right. Like, he's doing his job, but he's not necessarily passionate. Yeah. Which brings us to Panache. Panache. Which I'm... we each gave a two. Two. Two for Panache. Uh, you know on Twitter when people refer to white people as, like, mayonnaise? Yeah. That's how this Brad was. Yeah. This is the closest to, like, mayonnaise Brad I think I've ever seen. Which is, like, it's not a one. Mm-mm. 
because I don't know. I liked watching him more than I would watch like wallpaper. <laughs> right. No, it's like Brad brought something to this role that was like interesting. But if he were replaced by any other middle-aged white dude, yeah. it would be the same fucking movie. Yeah. And like what's interesting about Brad Pitt being in this movie is just Brad Pitt. I was I was going to say it's just him as a person. Like he's interesting. Right. Okay. And then uh emotion. We both gave it a 2. Uh, he screamed at those kids real good. Yeah, he did. But then but, that was it. <laughs> that was it. He's really, he's also like weirdly not in the movie. Yeah, it's not a lot. And like, it's not really memorable. It's just like, whatever. I just felt so blase. I was just like, yeah, cool, Brad. Get back to the weird montages. Mm-hmm. And finally, final category, looks. No. Also a No. He's just looked like a buzz cut ex army dude yeah. with the little glasses. Bifocal. Bifocal Brad? Yeah, it's like fine. I don't know. It was just like, I feel like it was, it was a seven point Brad. Seven. Exactly seven points. So 14 total score. Good job. You barely tried. <laughs> um, Troy. Manny's Brad. Troy. Troy, 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 Troy. You may remember Troy from last season. In a similar pitting, where we were really not into either film. What did it go up against last year? Something time? forgettable. Was it uh, Seekers? Was it... It was something. Seekers? That's not a movie. <laughs> what, what? No, Seekers? I'm thinking about the one where the hot dog cart. Oh, uh... Secret. No, there's no movie called Secret. <laughs> Um, I'm going to tell you what you're thinking of, and I'm going to tell you what it went up again. You, the hot dog cart movie. <laughs> Sleepers. I was close. That is actually pretty close. Um, it went up, up against um, a stoning in Fulham County last year. Oh, yeah, time, Amish Brad. Which, honestly, I'm like, did Troy deserve to beat out? Amish Brad, Because Amish yes. Brad was pretty good. You're just looking at rose-colored glasses. Go home, Terrence. <laughs> okay. No, it's, um, I think Troy deserved to win round one. Okay. Um, I, do you want to explain the plot of Troy? I would love to. Okay. Um, have you ever read the Iliad? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brad Pitt plays Achilles and, uh, there's the war going on because somebody kidnapped Helen, the wife of, you know, somebody else. I, it's been a while. Uh, and Brad goes to war, but you know, there's a prophecy that like, if he kills this one guy, then he himself will get killed and he kills the one guy and then he himself is killed. There's a, they bring in a Trojan horse. Um, you see Brad's butt like maybe four times. He sleeps with a lot of ladies. Uh, he's very close with his cousin, but he's not gay with his cousin, which is not canonical. And they made it his cousin so that they couldn't be gay. And then his cousin is accidentally killed by Hector. Hector! Brad is very mad, and he goes to fight Hector. Who's the prophecy That's the prophecy guy. And then he kills Hector. And then he drags him behind a chariot till his face gets all gravelly. And they show it a lot. And that's when they do the Trojan horse. I just explained it like twice, but... In two different orders. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, don't worry about it. Um, 
Yeah, Troy is the movie that your English and history teachers both put on when they want to waste a week and a half of class in public school. And you watch it in 20-minute increments, and you have, like, a sheet that you have to fill out the questions for, so you can't just, like, dick around the whole time. Mm -hmm. So you have to actually watch Troy. And you're like, God damn it. But also beats doing regular school. It's true. But then... You probably are assigned, like, one of your final essays for the... One of the options is, like, how does the film Troy compare to The Iliad oh by Homer? Oh, my God. And you're like, oh, my God, I didn't really watch it. I just copied <laughs> off of Steven. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's... it's <laughs> This movie makes me feel like I'm watching it in high school. It really I does. the same amount of attention. It's fucking... Orlando Bloom is in it. Oh, yeah. The costumes are really good. Orlando Bloom also has a bow and arrow. That he shoots a lot. It looks like a little elf. Seen like, that before. Like in Lord of the Rings. They spend a lot of time on boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wear a lot of blue skirts. Ride a lot of horses. Mm-hmm. Brad stabs a guy in the shoulder with a spear. Mm-hmm. And it goes all the way through to his heart and kills him mm-hmm. instantly. Um, Brad Pitt as Achilles is like super, super bored. He's like a stoner kid. Yeah. He's got, like, shoulder-length, beautiful, wavy, blonde hair. He's like a surfer stoner dude. He's like, yo, what up, man? I guess I'll come in and fight these guys. I don't really really care either way. You mean? He's like a perfect killing machine, and he's been killing all his life, and he's just, like, over over it. it. It's just like, yeah, whatever. And at the start, this little page boy comes in to be like, Achilles, we need you on the battlefield. It is morning, sir. And he's like, fuck that noise. I guess I'll go. Well, you forget to mention that he's laying in between not one, but two two ladies. ladies. So you know he's a fucking player. The kid, he's like, why don't you go do it or whatever? And the kid's like, I can't. I'm scared or something like that. (laughs) I'm a child. (laughs) Brad's like, that's why no one would remember your name. A Thessalonian you're fighting. He's the biggest man I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. That's why no one will remember your name. <laughs> this is like an eight-year-old. <laughs> I'm like a small child, which is like, yo, dude, you okay? No, he's not. He's no. got some issues, but we don't know what they are. Right. And it's He like, wants to uh, fuck Patrocles, but it, they made it his cousin, so he can't. He can't. That's his issue. I want a remake of Troy with, like... 80 to 90% less Orlando Bloom and all of that shit. Uh Uh-huh. And 80 to 90% more Brad Pitt being gay with Patrocles. It's just gay sex the whole time. (laughs) It's a porn. It's called uh, Trojan Whores. Yeah! I was trying to make a condom joke, but I like Trojan whores better. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, you know, what did we score this? Dun, 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 dun. (gasps) The same, but in different ways this time. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, You gave it a three for commitment. Uh Uh-huh. You gave it a two. Mm -hmm. Would you care to explain? Um, I think that this Brad, I'm like conflicted on this. But I'm leaning this viewing towards Brad didn't give a shit. <laughs> right. So like last time bored. the question was, did Brad not care or was the character intentionally like, bored? Is he, is he playing? 
And I waffle so much on this. I know. It's hard to tell. Because I'm trying so hard to make, to like find something justifiable in Troy. Yeah. And like, I think that would be such an interesting choice. I know. And I want it to be purposeful, but like right now I'm like, I think Brad Pitt was just stoned and bored. Which is kind of weird because it does seem like the type of role that he would like. Like, it seems like... I don't know if I agree with that. Really? Because I feel like he doesn't like historical action. Like, Brad Pitt's he not He doesn't like, like history. Dude. Yeah. I don't think... Brad, I think we, for a really long time, were trying to cast Brad Pitt as, like, an action hero. Right. Because he's hot as shit. But he, like, doesn't like that. You unless know... Unless there's, like, quippy dialogue. Also, I was going to say, I feel like this would be the type of role where they wouldn't give him a lot of creative freedom. Right. Because they'd be like, you're being too quirky for this uh, amazing historical three-hour drama that I'm making. Right. And he would be like, well, fuck that. And right. And he would pout. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's not, it's not like, a, a smart movie, <laughs> you know? No, not at all. It's not, like quirky or artsy or yeah doing anything good what's uh what's your reason behind the three because i guess i felt like he was consistent Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) consistently bored yeah but like not like he wasn't like doing like I felt like I don't think his acting came across as like flat or anything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just bored. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I I don't know. know. Um, <laughs> I really want to data mine that sound bite. We're talking about uh, Craig <laughs> Dream Daddy. from Dream Daddy. He has a bit that he says sometimes when you get a certain dialogue option through his run. The only people still talking about Dream Daddy in 2009. Uh, um, what a wild year it's been. Uh, <laughs> he has this part where he goes, I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny. He just says it. It just like plays it randomly, too. It's like not even really he's talking about anything relevant. He's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I recommend saying it. <laughs> it's fun. I recommend playing Dream Daddy. Except uh, I also don't. I know. Every That's time, a whole other podcast. All the time I'm like, I want to play Dream Daddy. And then I'm like, well, nothing happens point? and it's boring. The only exciting time was when we got the twin glitch and it was really scary. Oh my God, and then they said hello in conjunction and it was really bad. But it wasn't intentional. So And then they took it out. So it's like, what's the fucking point then? There's no so cool. point. But whatever. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. Suck my fucking dick, Dream Daddy team. Follow for more Dream Daddy opinions. This is a Dream Daddy podcast where we play through Dream Daddy trying to get the cult ending, even though we know it's not possible to unlock. Anyway. So, Panache. Panache. You gave it a two. <clears throat> what did I give it? You also gave it a two. Yeah. You what said, was there, my comment for you that? You said you did score it a three, but realized that that was because of his looks, which I think is very brave of you to admit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because I was thinking, I was like, Brad, like, he, you know, there was something to it. There was something keeping me, drawing me back. <laughs> something kept me looking at that Brad. It was his butt. And it wasn't, yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was his skirts and his beautiful hair and his ripped arms. I'm not even an arms girl. And it's just really? like. Really? Yeah, I'm not really an arms girl. Wow. 
I reiterate, my type is very much like I'm about to die of tuberculosis. That, okay, that's None of interesting. Those boys have muscles. Mm. I'm just thinking about girls with arms, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that's different. Though. That is different. All right. Well, yeah, I think a two is correct for yeah. Kanash because he is not. He's not excited. No, he's not. He's just any there. Enthusiasm for this experience at all. He's just beautiful. Then we get to emotion. <laughs> You gave it a two. I did. You gave it a three for uh, Hector. Hector, you forgot your backpack at my mom's house. He goes, he wants to fight Hector. So he goes to Hector's house and he stands outside and Hector's way up on the balcony (laughs) and he screams, Hector. And then there's a lot of scenes where it's like inside with Hector and you hear Brad in the background going, Hector. Because he killed his cousin. He killed his cousin, but sounds I like Brad that is... was, like, good, and I thought that if Brad is playing Achilles as a board hero, that checks out. That's true. So, I'm, I gave it a three. Maybe it's because Hector is the part I look forward to in the whole movie. It's so funny! Maybe it's because I really like making those jokes all over if track. It's very funny. I don't know. I, I that's good. That's a good reason to give him an extra point because Hector is memorable. Yeah, and I liked it. Yeah. So your two was. Yeah, because he didn't make me feel anything. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I. Uh, I I stand by that. Then we get to looks. <sighs> you say yes. I don't think uh, anyone is surprised there. <laughs> You also say yes, and then you say, are you blind? This is a hot Brad. Mm-hmm. You would be a fool to deny. His hair is slicked back. Like I mentioned, braid. shoulder length has a little braid and then little curls, little ringlets. He's beautiful. He's very ripped. He's, like, well-oiled at all times. <laughs> uh, always in, like, these beautiful, like, skirts and, like, this. The, he has, like, this magnificent, like, murder cape or something. Oh, do we want to talk about the fun fact that we learned watching the credits of this movie? Um, Brad, we found, like, we were looking up all his people because it was like, oh, there's, like, his makeup artist or whatever. Brad has had the same makeup artist for, like, what was it? Like, like 30, 30 years. years. And apparently, like, she doesn't give interviews, um, but they're super close and they're friends. Yeah, they're really good friends. They've been working together since Cool World. And he, she said that, like, he has the most loyal cast of people for, like, yeah. his makeup and all his stylists yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he's, like, and super that, loyal to them. He yeah, keeps them around. Which I guess is, like, she said, like, to a really unusual degree in the industry. He keeps the same team of people, which is so cool and consistent with, like, what we know of Brad. Yeah. Which uh, is that he's a good person. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, and I wish that she would do an interview, because I have a lot of questions. I do, too. What are his pores like? <laughs> Just kidding. I would never ask that. What <laughs> foundation shade do you use for Brad Pitt? Uh, is Brad a Sephora or an Ulta kind of girl? <laughs> is he? I'm wondering, This one or the other. Signs, star signs, alignment chart, Sephora versus Ulta. <laughs> Into it. Or you could just do chaotic, neutral, lawful good, etc. Mm. as makeup brands. Okay. Um, <clears throat> one of them would be lawful good would be drugstore. <laughs> Neutrogena. I think that's uh, just true neutral. Uh, chaotic 
good would be wet and wild. <laughs> okay, so we ended up with the, each a total same score of eight. 16. 16. Total score. So that's 16 versus 17, or 16 versus 14, which means that Troy wins again. Congratulations. Congrats, Troy. You are not fucking third round material, but you made it, so. Fucking Roxy Andrews, fucking Cameron. No! Cameron. Oh, no, Cameron. Troy is Cameroning its buff, hot way through. God. You know, this is going to air. Oh, no, it won't be done. I was going to say, like, what if this airs after RuPaul and Cameron has won and then our joke will be lost? <laughs> People will be I like, what are you talking about? Cameron's no, the winner. I, I am very. Troy is the Cameron Michaels of. March Madness right now. It's making it through. Scooting on by. Scooting on by because everyone has a crush on crush on it. Yeah, it's true. I've got a crush on Troy. It's Troy hot. is hot. It's a fun movie to watch. And I don't even like men, but it's like he looks good and his costumes are good yeah. and his hair is good. And, and they like everybody you cannot he, pay attention for a while and then still pretty much follow what's happening. You look up and it's like he's fighting really good too. Like yeah. it's got cool fight scenes, yeah. carrying a big sword. Um riding in a chariot and like i like his cool bad boy attitude yeah, even I'm if he's even if he's legitimately bored it's just like i would way rather watch troy than i would tree of life or stoning in fulham county and i yeah. think that i guess that's enough it's th- about th- the brad it's th- not about the film good job welcome to round three uh, congratulations <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see how it goes you know um what should we do next week <gasps> I mentioned Snatch. Can we watch Snatch? Yeah. Everyone's always like, Snatch is really good. Yes. Snatch versus Babel. Join us next week if you like seeing Brad as a middle-aged dad. You get to do it again. Do you like art films? But art is in, like, big air quotes. Art is made with Microsoft clip art. Word art. It's in papyrus. Uh, then you'll love... Babel, 2.0, round two. Babel, round two. And I don't know anything about Snatch. <clears throat> he has an Irish accent, but apparently it's good. He's going up against Snatch. One Wait, one. he has an Irish accent, but it's not the other one that we saw with the Irish accent? Yeah, he's, he's done Irish twice, and it's he's known for the one that we already watched, the Robert Redford one, bad. Snatch, good. Interesting. Also, apparently in this one, he has a huge chest tattoo. So. <sighs> I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> well, we'll see it. Okay. <laughs> Week after next, it's Snatch versus Babel. You're going to nut. It's so exciting. Thank you so much uh, for sticking with us through all of this. <laughs> Hannah's like, despite Sarah. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. <gasps> still just a... Frog in a... Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Toad in a hole. Frog in a ball. Toad in a hole. <sighs> Love it. <laughs> um, Frog in a bowl. Thank you. I love you all. Um, you can find us on the internet at March Bradness anywhere. You may find social media. We are March Bradness on Twitter, Facebook, March.Bradness on Instagram. We have a March Bradness tag on Letterboxd if you want to start doing that, I guess. I don't know. Follow me on Letterboxd. It's a good time. Uh... You can find our website, marchbradness.net, where you can find our bracket, all of our past episodes, uh, and you can find us wherever podcasts are found as well. 
we're out there. We're out there. You can listen. Please tell your friends. Tell your friends. It's five stars on iTunes is a nice thing that you can do. I love it. Uh, and most importantly, be the best you that you can be. Today is a great day to have a great day. Oh, my God. Joanna says it, and I. she, she means it. She means it. She knows. Um, cool. Yeah. Adopt a goat. But only if you feel emotionally like you equipped. Have the means. Mm-hmm. Emotionally and financially equipped. Yeah. But Good it could save you money that. by mowing your lawn, and then you don't have to pay your neighbor $5 a week to mow your lawn because you are a homeowner <laughs> in the rural area With listening. A yard. You could, I don't know you. Yeah. Send I me a message so that I do. Yeah. That'd be um, cool. You're great. Thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Uh, have a great one. And, uh, We'll see you the week after next. Okay. I can't wait to see you. I can't either. I'll be waiting for you. Open arms. <gasps> On the beach. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.